Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes. And I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. You're listening to the Engaging Missions Radio Show. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Radio Show, your home for inspiration and encouragement from missionaries around the world. Join us each week to hear what God is doing and to learn how you can be involved wherever you are in whatever God has called you to do. Whether you're a full-time missionary or are called into the marketplace, you have a home here. We're all in this together. Okay, let's get started. I'm really excited to have Garland Sam with me here today. Garland is the pastor of Discover Church and the regional director for Scripture Union in Peter Maritzburg, South Africa. Interestingly enough, he's also won an award in shoe design. I connected with Garland a few months ago through Chris Morgan, who went from the church I attend, Springhouse Worship and Art Center, to Scripture Union in South Africa for a couple years. In fact, he returned a couple years ago, or just last year, with a new wife, though I'm pretty sure that's not why he went there in the first place. Okay, Garland, I've given a little introduction. Now, why don't you take a minute? Tell us about yourself and your ministry. We want to get to know you personally. Sure, yeah. Well, as uh, Brian said, we met uh, as a result of Chris coming, and that was uh, such an exciting thing to have Chris over here for pretty much two years with us in Scripture Union. Um, And uh, as mentioned, I'm the pastor of a church called Discover. I served at a local church called Oasis Life Ministries for 15 years and was ordained as a pastor uh, in 2009. And then in 2010, I was sent out to plant a church in the central business district of Peter Maritzburg uh, by my senior minister, who's Pastor Tony Bipath. And I joined Scripture Union on the 1st of April, 2002, as a volunteer. And that journey in itself was was such an incredible one to get me to Scripture Union because I... I was working as a driver for a furniture uh, company, and my desire at that stage was to become a sales rep. And in January of 2002, the, the CEO actually told me that I'm going to be appointed as a, a sales rep in that year. Whilst I was on a youth camp in January uh, 2002, God had spoken to me through a team actually from the U.S. called Alabaster Box. Uh, prophetically that God wants me to be involved in full-time ministry amongst youth and children. Uh, at that stage, I wasn't even in a, aware of that Scripture Union existed. And uh, after attending a youth leaders training, I found a bit about Scripture Union, and I volunteered. And yeah, I've been in full-time ministry uh, since then, uh, 2002, April. Um, what I do at Scripture Union in terms of being the regional director is I oversee and, and cast vision and strategy for the ministry from Peter Maritzburg all into the KZN Midlands, KwaZulu-Natal Midlands, which is a, a really uh, 
big area to cover. I, I some, sometimes travel uh, 360 kilometers uh, to get to the furthest place where we actually do our ministry and, and reach out to the children and youth in, in those areas. Yeah, so that's just a brief intro into SU. I'm married with uh, two wonderful children. My wife was actually first involved in, in Scripture Union before myself. Uh, my son is now 18 years old, and my daughter will be 10, uh, Jesse and Jadine, and my wife's Annaline. That's excellent. Thanks, Garland. Sure. Now that we know you a little, can, we sh- can you share with us a scripture or a motivational quote that's been really meaningful to you, and then share with us how that scripture or quote has really shaped your behavior? Well, for me, it has to be the Great Commission, and uh, I've always been passionate about Jesus commanding us to go, and there again in Acts, where we are to be His witnesses. And I, all along, whilst at church and, and just growing in my walk with God, even at, while at school, I felt passionate about uh, fulfilling the Great Commission. And the quote that tied up directly to that was, if not me, who? And if not now, when? And that's, that's basically how I began. I actually, when I initially gave my heart to Jesus, when I was in grade 11, uh, standard 9, I became uh, responsible for initiating a school Christian group. And I, my first message ever preached was Mark 16, uh, where Jesus commanded us to go. And, and that's just been constantly on my heart to go and, and just be everything that God wants us to be and to accomplish the work of destroying the works of the enemy on the earth. And can you share with us the story of a specific time when you applied that quote, if not me, then who? If not now, then when? Um, that was when I, when I had the, the opportunity to be promoted uh, to the sales rep, the desire of, of my heart at that stage. And then God had spoken to me to say, if you don't go, who's going to go? And, and that's when I just submitted to the call and said, Lord, yeah, this is it. And at that stage, it was just my wife and I, and neither of us were permanently employed as a result of me leaving work to fulfill the call on my life. And it was God who was faithfully supplying all of our needs uh, through that time. So it was just an, an amazing opportunity to just listen to say, if not me, then who? And if not now, then when? That is a, a great segue to the next question. Uh, we know that not everybody's life is always easy, that there are challenges and difficulties as we get started in our, in our journeys and all, through on, all throughout them. Can you tell us about a time when God really came through, when your back was against the wall, when you really needed a breakthrough, when you were facing some insurmountable challenge or recovering from a failure, maybe praying for somebody else? Just paint us a picture of God's faithfulness, that time in your life when God really came through. I think, to be honest, Brian, God's been faithful throughout all of these, surprising me every moment, but I'll I'll try and just pick one or two. Um, The one was when, uh, well... As I'm sure most of our listeners are aware, that being a missionary, one of the, the biggest challenges that we have is, is financial. And there was a point where my wife and I were really strapped financially. And uh, I was actually walking down the central business district here in, in Peter Maritzburg. And lo and behold, directly in front of me was uh, 100 rand notes, 15 of them. Uh, a brand spanking new notes on the ground just for me to pick up, and it supplied exactly what we needed for that time. So it was just God's amazing provision. Uh, literally, <laughs> I think money fell out of the sky. That was, it was just God pr- proving over and over again. I mean, there was another stage where 
we had just started the ministry and we were living on our own and uh, being missionaries again, your your supply and, and being able to have a fully uh, covered, uh, a cupboard stocked full of groceries isn't always uh, what you have. And at one stage, I, re- I recall clearly where our minister walked into the house with two packets of groceries just to supply all of our needs. And it's, it's not a matter of us going around to people and saying we have needs, but it's us going to God and say, God, this is it. You've called us and we know that you are faithful to provide. And that's exactly what you continue to do. That's great. Now we're moving to the other end of the spectrum. Just as we all have mm-hmm. challenges, there are those times when we have moments of revelation, those aha moments, if you will. Can you share with us a time in your journey when that happened? Take us back to that moment where, where you had that moment of revelation and then share with us the, the, the next steps that you took. Well, I'm going to share two, Brian. One was when I initially had started with Scripture Union. I worked at a primary school with multi-faith children. And at this point, we were working with a bunch of grade sevens. And there was a, uh, a girl who's uh, Muslim. And uh, she was basically asking us, why do we do what we do? And I shared the love of God with her and how God loves her and how he paid the price for our sins. And she gave her heart to Jesus. And on that day, when a Muslim girl gave her heart to Jesus, I said, Lord, this is exactly why you've placed me here to do this. And, and since then, it's been many people from other faiths, but that's been one of the most significant ones for me in seeing a Muslim person give their heart to Jesus. Uh, subsequently, uh, I was uh, selected by Freedom House, which I'm sure most of our American listeners are aware of, uh, and USAID uh, to attend a empowerment of next generational young leaders. And that happened up in Pretoria. And my proposal at that stage was uh, I want to be able to take young leaders, young Christian leaders from various schools and help them to serve their communities. And so what I had set up was for them to go into orphanages and, and uh, run uh, holiday clubs with children in those various uh, orphanages. And what happened is I, I sent that proposal to Freedom House as part of my initial plan to empower young leaders. And the plan was accepted so widely that there was a group of us who actually have now begun another organization called the Youth Empowerment Society, where we will be empowering young leaders across not just South Africa, but the Southern African uh, countries. So the whole bottom half of, of Africa will be covered by that society where we go around and train young leaders on accountable governance and, and really making a difference in their communities. That is, that, that's excellent, Garland. Thank you for sharing that. I'm, I'm happy to hear both of those stories, uh, the story of a salvation and then the story of growing a vision well beyond what you had expected it to be in the first place. That's, that's great. Now we're going to move to the present day. We'd like to hear a story of what's going on in your ministry, maybe one thing that's really exciting you right now or what you see coming in the future. I'm going to share what, what I, what's happened just today. Today I was sitting with one of our volunteers who was, was really feeling discouraged this morning about some family and personal issues that he's been going through. And what young people really need is accessible role models. And we find that there's so many things that's going for their attention and they're trying to, to reach out to whatever they can to, to get their attention and to make them feel loved. And I find that there's far too few uh, people that they can actually go to and speak to. And this is young people in, in primary schools and in high schools. 
And I was able just to sit with him and encourage him this morning and, and get him to understand God's love for him and, and the, the way we trust God in ministry and, and just in life in general. And it brought such a, a peace upon him just by encouraging him with the word. And I feel that at the moment, that's one thing that we're doing on a regular basis at Scripture Union. One of the things that, that's really exciting me is our school Christian group program, where we, we go around to primary school children and we journeying them through the Bible. Uh, so in one year, we journey through the Old Testament and in the following year through the New Testament. It's the E100 uh, principle that we're using. And the kids themselves are growing in this where we have Bible quizzes on a yearly basis and we do memory verses on a weekly basis. But to see the fact that there's unsaved kids that are coming to our school Christian group meetings and learning God's word, I mean, that's that. what could be more exciting than that? Training a child in the ways of the Lord. Uh, and, and they will never depart from it. So that's that's really exciting for us. Um, and then the, the, the one I was sharing with you initially, where the Week of Hope, where we are taking our leaders from high schools into the orphanages, and that's happening on a yearly basis as well, where we call that the Week of Hope, where we're asking them to give a week out of their holidays to give it to God and to serve the communities and, and just to share God's love with children that, Otherwise, don't have uh, a bigger brother or a bigger sister that they can talk to. And so for these guys, just to be that to them, to be Jesus to them for a couple of days. And so that's about the accessible role models you were talking about? Yes, yes. Just to be there for them. And, and, and our role is to work with those young leaders on a continuous basis and mentor them on a monthly basis and, and just keep the fire burning always because... What I find is, is one of the challenges, and it's, it's, it's probably not linked directly to the question, but allow me to deviate, is uh, people are very selfish in their nature. And the world is allowing for this to happen more and more, where you can just live in isolation and not care about what's happening down your street. And this is not what we are called to do. We are called to love our neighbors as ourselves. And I feel that as Scripture Union and as, as an individual, as a child of God, it's my duty to actually help young people to think differently. So that when they do become leaders in society, they are not selfish, but actually have the love of Christ that they want to share with others. That's a, a great reminder on so many levels. I'm sure there are people who are listening who are already supporting missionaries financially or in prayer, but want to do more. If they really wanted to level up their game, what could they do to further encourage or support a missionary? I think the, the main thing is to pray that we get more human resources. We need more people on the ground. Um, very often uh, what happens to us is we've, we get schools that are calling us for help. And at the moment, I have one vehicle, which is an SUV, and I, I carry six or seven people in there. Uh, but we can't get enough people into all of those schools. And so to really pray that God would send us not just more people, but more people with the, with the necessary tools and resources that we need to be able to effectively reach out. Uh, because I think it's, it's so important that we have the right people out there who are living a life that glorifies God and, and, and serving the communities and, and serving the, the world that's so desperately in need of Jesus. Thanks, Garland. With that, it's time to transition to the speed round. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you can come back at us quickly with short and amazing answers. Does that sound like a plan? <laughs> it sounds like a plan. What's the best advice you've ever received? Uh, it's a quote. It's, if it is to be, it's up to me. If it is to, it be, is to be, it's up, it's up to me, yes. What's one meaningful thing somebody did to encourage, support, or help you? 
uh, my previous regional director, his name is Rocky Andrew, he really got, got me to understand that it's all about relationship. You've got to put people first. And that's something that stuck out to me uh, all along this journey. Can you share with us one of your personal habits that you strongly believe contributes to your success? I believe in doing what the Bible says. And so it's not just good enough to read the Bible, but you've got to do what it says. Often the most challenging, but it's, it's, it's the thing that contributes, contributes mostly to my success. Do you have an internet resource that you use and could share with our listeners? I'm trying to get going on WordPress. If, if that uh, goes well, I should be starting up a blog and keep it updated regularly. Oh, that is excellent. When, when you get that up, uh, would you make sure and shoot me a note so I can put a link up on the show notes for that? I'll do so. That'd be great. What is one book that you'd recommend to our listeners? Uh, when I saw that question, I said, Brian's really pushing a talk for just one book, but I'll try. Uh, <laughs> Unmerited Favor by Joseph Prince. Unmerited Favor. Yes. Okay. And the last question is a little bit tricky, so you can take a minute to think about it and then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow in a brand new country where you knew nobody. You still have all your experience and knowledge and your family's there with you. Your food and shelter are covered, but all you have is a laptop and $500 US. What would you do in the next seven days? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, I'll probably head off to the nearest hospital and go and start praying for people that are sick. Garland, we're almost done. Will you share with us one last piece of advice and the best way for us to get in touch with you, and then we'll say goodbye? Sure. Uh, the Bible says that as a man thinks, so is he. And I think it's so important that as, as children of God that we think about what we think about. Uh, the best way to get in touch with me is probably through email. That's garland.sam1 at gmail.com. Um, also on Twitter and Facebook, and you can uh, search just for Garland Sam. Thank you so much for being with us, Garland. We really appreciate your time and your generosity. Thanks, Brian. It was a pleasure chatting to you. It was a pleasure for me as well. That ends our time with Garland Sam of Scripture Union in South Africa. You'll find links to the resources he mentioned in this week's interview, including his contact information and book recommendation, Unmerited Favor, in the show notes at engagingmissions.com slash garlandsam. And if you know someone that would really connect with what Garland has been sharing, you can send them right to that address, engagingmissions.com slash garlandsam. I'm extremely thankful that Garland was able to spend time with us today. As we were interviewing, I kept thinking how easy it is for us to forget the amazing things we know God has done. I so appreciate his willingness to share his story with us. And if you're struggling to know how God would have you minister, maybe there's something for you in Garland's answer. Maybe there's a hospital you can visit and pray for people. Maybe you can be a role model. Maybe God would have you encourage someone and really love your neighbor. If you could do just two things, my request would be that first, you would do exactly what Garland asked, pray for people to minister to those in need. And if you liked this, please subscribe in iTunes and give us an honest rating and review. You can do that by visiting engagingmissions.com iTunes. Your feedback can help make this show better and help get us into the hands and ears of more people. It really helps more than you know. Thanks so much for joining us for the Engaging Missions Radio Show. May God richly bless you. We'll see you next week.